You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. We gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hit and Hustle post-game instant reaction show brought to you by irishsportsdaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama, Mr. Jamie University, and the godfather himself, Mike Frank. Notre Dame beats USC 48-20 to 20 in, in a manner. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you guys. How many, how many total yards do you think by both teams combined? Don't look. How many total yards both team combined do you think uh, were put out on the field today? I'm going to guess 550, somewhere around there. Okay. It wasn't yeah, very I'm much. guess less than 500. It's, it's 552 uh, around there. I think I have that right. That In a 48-20 to 20 game, that's unbelievable. But Notre Dame gets it done. Uh, they saved their season, fellas. They did. Uh, I think there's no other way to look at that. Um, I think that's pretty much exactly what happened. Tonight, um, you can't you, can, you can't predict this sport, guys. You just cannot. Like, how many people said that Notre Dame, it, like the person who is going to cost USC the game is Caleb Williams himself, just throwing the ball up all over the place. And uh, Xavier Watts, thank you very much. I will have the greatest game in <laughs> of a Notre Dame defender. That is what happened tonight. Uh, so we are going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about all things uh, the Notre Dame football game and their great victory. Uh, but first, we're going to pay some bills. If you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe, uh, we're going to talk about ESQ Clothing, which has created the world's first bamboo dress shirt. It's crafted from high-quality bamboo fabric. It's the softest and most comfortable shirt you'll ever put on. It's not only more sustainable than cotton, but also feels cooler, has stretch, is odor and wrinkle resistant, and it's even machine washable. You've seen ESQ's one-piece collar bamboo dress shirt, and it's the perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading for a night out. Use ISD15 for 15% off all online items. That's ISD15 for 15% off. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If this is your first time, please hit the like. Please hit subscribe. Please hit the notification bell so you know we're going live. Links to the podcast are in the description below. Uh, we're going to get some super chats right away. Ken Trainum says, let's go. Ken Trainum's fired up. Uh, Kirk D.A. Anderson Fitness. Unstoppable force UNC off offense. Met immovable object Notre Dame defense tonight. Immovable object one. That is, that is 100% true. And we're going to get into that a bunch in just one second. Caleb Collins, thank you for the super chat. Great team win, but Austin offense still has an issue. We're going to talk about that as well. So, um, all right, Mike, you're here just for a bit before you man the boards uh, over at irisportsdaily.com. Big picture view. What 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 is your take here? Let, let, let's focus. I know you're. I know we'll, you're. We'll start with my first take, which is yeah. What's going on with Yama down there? I haven't seen a smile. I mean, what the heck, Yama? <laughs> Yeah, what's going on, man? What's going He's on here? I, I, I got to tell you, uh, I'm pretty disappointed. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm, I think we're shocked. shocked. I'm, I'm honestly, I think we're just shocked. And look, I, I think we knew that the this was in the defense. I think we knew that. Uh, I don't know if we knew that they could play as well as they did. Uh, but I mean, 
first of all, we got to tip the hat to to Al Golden on a just a tremendous game plan and tremendous. Yama, it's not just that you know they they had so much success, but some of their their blitzes and the things that they were running were so creative compared to some of the stuff we've seen in the past. So I was pretty excited about what I saw there, but uh, just the ability to win. You know, you and I talked on Power Hour about. Uh, their right tackle being weak. I think we saw that in this game. Uh, but really, you know, Riley Mills got pressure up front. Uh, of course, w- we know Howard Cross is going to get pressure every time. Uh, Bubakar Troor gets in the game, and it's just like, wow. Uh, I mean, I just think that they did a really, really good job, uh, both game planning and execution-wise, uh, good tackling. Uh, finally, really you know, we saw some out, outstanding tackling, stripping the ball. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they, this is just about as good a performance defensively as you could find. And and it's just very exciting to see that. And and I, I'm just, uh, you know, you have to wonder, uh, where was this last week, of course? Uh, but I think we talked about it last week, Greg. This was just a dead, tired team. I mean, they were just dead, tired. They just didn't have the juice that they needed. Uh, congrats to the coaches. Congrats to the Notre Dame's leadership on the team for getting them ready to go. I mean, usually you should be up for USC no matter what, but just to stay focused and and be in the game. And and you know, at first there 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 wasn't quite what you'd hoped as far as the start goes, but they held in there. Defense played great, and then more importantly, the offense took advantage of. The opportunities. I wouldn't say it was a great offensive performance tonight, uh, but most importantly, they took care of the opportunities and and made the most of them. And that's how you win football games. And so while it wasn't a, a completely pretty performance on the offensive side, uh, the ability to actually convert and do the things that you needed to do when you did get those opportunities, I think says a lot. And I think the O-line did a better job in this game. Uh, you know, we knew that USC wasn't necessarily a great defense, but when, when it came time to, to do the things that they needed to do, I thought the offense did what they had to do. And I mean, gosh, this has got to help recruiting. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, as long as you continue to play like this, they'll have a chance to win. I do think the offense has to improve still. Uh, they're going to need to do a little bit better job down the stretch here, but overall, very excited about this performance, and and I think it says a lot about Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame's coaches, and and the leadership on this team that they were able to overcome such a disappointing loss and really just rebound to to play as well as they did in this game. So very very excited. Uh, I mean, it's just nice to have just to see this, and after such a disappointing week, um, to bounce back and play as well as they did was was very very exciting and. Uh, you know, again, like to see a lot of the offensive players like to see Tyree, you know, making a big play when they needed him to. And and um, as, as Jamie talked about when we were kind of leading into this show, uh, for the first time in a long time, the offense responded once they once uh, a, a, you know, touchdown was uh, had as far as, uh, you know, once the uh, USC was actually able to score, uh, you know, they they ended up playing well and, and, and responded. So that that's fantastic. Jamie, I want to go to you about the defense because, you know, Mike's talking about, we're talking about Al Golden and the scheme and everything. And, and it's one thing to um, to have a good scheme and have good ideas, but also for the players to 
to execute your plan and your ideas exactly the way that you want. And I think that's what we saw tonight is it's like, and, and like kind of juxtaposed with the offense too. Like I, I think a lot of what the offense was trying to do at various points was, was good and, and, and what you would want to see, but it just, it wasn't executed the way that you want And on the defensive side, every single person who came in was on point, knew exactly what they were in there to do, and they went there and did it. So talk about that and talk about what else you saw from the defense in the game. Just kind of start it off real quick. Yeah, I just thought what – yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. It was it was exactly how they executed it, right? So um, what they did, just – there were so many little things in terms of the five-man pressures, but but being like tight with it and closing in the pocket like that with yeah, yeah. the pocket was closed in all the time. So when Williams tried to spin out or do anything, there was always someone there. Yeah. There was not like, I mean, he, I mean, he had a couple of like Houdini moments, but that was it really because he couldn't, there was nowhere to go. Right. And really with field pressure, very oh, good yeah. upfield pressure. And that's what made the difference. And, go ahead. And, I'm sorry. And I think one of the things too, because even on some of these plays too, where he did, end up making throws down the field and converting on like third down the coverage was there like they were had like even the the one touchdown the, the last touchdown they got i mean he, they had to cover for like eight seconds like that was just one of the things where they didn't hit home there right with with the four-man yeah. rush and that was kind of like the big difference there is that they were able to get pressure with four with five they didn't do any of the drop eight stuff. They were stayed aggressive the whole time. And frankly, like, you know, they said, even though USC's got these skill guys, they said, we can cover these guys. And they did. They played a lot of man tonight. They played they a did. lot of man. And they did really, really well. And I think you could see, too, like, USC doesn't have Jordan Addison this year. Like, they don't have that dude who's just like, if you do that, he's going to just destroy you. Right. Like that. They don't have that guy because even like um, Brandon Rice, who has been killing people all year. Well, I mean, he didn't win uh, against Brandon, uh, Benjamin Morrison much tonight. Right. Like he got the one P.I. call the touchdown call. What I mean, that was just how long the, the play went. That wasn't anything on Morrison. Like M Morrison pretty much locked him up and, and he's been dominant. Taj Washington has been like lighting people up. He didn't get anything. My Mario Williams is like a nobody on their offense. And really Dorian even, Singer as well. Yeah, Dorian Singer too. This guy had 1,100 yards at Arizona last year. He's like a nobody on their offense. And, and I really think that if you look at what they did um, in, in the run game, that was the thing last year. They didn't win up front and they got run on. And they got run on with even numbers in the box. Yeah. And they dominated up front. They were way better than USC's offensive line. Um, that stood out the whole game. Even if you look at like, you know, Marshawn Lloyd, he had the one big run on the, you know, they got out leveraged on, on the one, um, you know, speed option. It was kind of like a nice little design on the freeze there, but yeah. that was it. That was so, it. Like, so Marshawn Lloyd, 46 yards total, 31 yards, a long of 31. So we're talking about seven yards for seven carries for 15 on the other ones. Austin Jones, 11 carries for 27. So that's, that's, I mean, that was a difference point, last year. They gashed bottled, Notre Dame. Bottled them up. Yeah, yeah, completely bottled them up. 
Over 200 yeah. yards rushing for USC last year. Yeah, I mean, they just gashed him, and that uh, that allowed Caleb Williams to do what he did. But, uh, uh, you know, I did see a couple comments in there, and people were saying, you know, does Mike only show up uh, for, for wins? Folks, when Notre Dame loses, somebody has to be around the board, all right? And if you've yeah. ever been around the it's board, like, that's like when a, it's a loss. Like a, that's his job. It, it, is, it, it is the war worst zone. job. I mean, it's I just really want to say it is the worst job in the world trying to police that. And so uh, I, I come out and, you know, I, somebody's got to be around. And Buckos is 108 years old, so he can't stay <laughs> up past, you know, uh, really, what, 8 o'clock. And and he was complaining the whole time. So uh, so somebody's got to be around there, and I'll have to be going there here in a sit, you know, here in just a little bit. But that's the only reason I'm not here. Plus, I mean, look at the capable hands I got here. I mean, <laughs> these are the two best guys doing this show, following Notre Dame, and they do a tremendous job. And sometimes I end up, uh, you know, just getting in the way. I think so. And plus, if you read some of the comments, everybody hates me anyway. So you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> But see, when you have an opinion, you have to write the opinion pieces. See, you guys don't have to do that, and I do. So when you do that, uh, you get some people hating you. It is what it is. I it's you know what <laughs> you've been you've been around when you're the Godfather. People the always Godfather. want. To I hate that. That why do people call? I wish people would not call me that. I just don't like it. I've yeah. never liked it. Uh, I don't know how I got the name. I don't like it, but it is what it is. But uh, anyway, I I mean, to me, I just think that this is a very important win. It's it it is a absolutely huge win for Notre Dame when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to uh, just the way, uh, just the way you have to look at Notre Dame's program and where Marcus Freeman is headed. You know, a lot of times when he has these kind of losses in the past, Charlie Weiss would have a second or a third and Tyrone William would have five after this. And sometimes Brian Kelly would have a number after this. And to be able to rebound, that shows people that, hey, look, uh, you know, I am I am in control of this. We're not quite where we need to be. But once we get this figured out, uh, you know, and we get the right players, this is going to be a, a very good situation. And so uh, huge, important, very important win for Notre Dame and, and for Marcus Freeman. And I think that you'll see recruiting, you know, do well here as long as they continue to win. So. I want to I want to do kind of like a big picture thing on just like what just happened, and I think that in the couple in a couple of days, you know, we'll talk about like the offense and everything, and because it, like it's not it's not a good performance, right? Like 250 yards against this defense, like it's a concerning thing. But the thing about football and the thing about these kind of games is that you have to like it's at the end of the day you have to win however it takes to win the game. And you do have to like good teams do do that. However, it needs to happen. And look, that's a good offense that USC has just straight up, right? Just the type, the way that they play offense is very difficult for any defense to deal with. And so to come out and play that way and, you know, the vibes weren't very good, right? The defense like it just like just like an offense can pick up a team, the defense can pick up a team too, and basically say, "No, we're not going to let it happen. We are going to find a way, however it needs to happen, to win the game and go on and move forward." You get to the bye, and then you you regroup, right? The whole team on offense, like they all need to regroup. They need to get healthy. Jaden Thomas clearly isn't healthy still, right? Jaden Greathouse clearly isn't healthy still. 
right? They got to get guys healthy, move forward. She's a great team win, program win, right? We've seen program losses, program win tonight. For them, huge night uh, for, for, the, for the fan base, for everybody. And um, it, just, it just seems like, it just seems like this is a, is a big springboard for the team uh, going into the rest of the season. Like Jamie and I talked about, like, save, you got to save the season. Notre Dame did that tonight. So um, I just, I, I kind of wanted to go on there. And Mike, if you wanted to do like one last kind of yeah. big picture comment I, thing, and then you can get going. I, I have one more comment, and I think it's important uh, and probably won't get talked about much. Um, and that is, uh, in the second half, when they did get the lead, what I like to see was they were not going to sit on the ball. Okay. Too many times we've seen too many teams sit on the ball. They came out aggressive. They tried to throw the ball a little bit. I think they knew that, hey, if Caleb Williams gets hot, it, it you know, it's not going to take time. Uh, and a lot of people have said, you know, maybe Marcus Freeman is, you know, because he's defensive minded, maybe he wants to run the football too much and that's kind of holding things back. But I like seeing that they came out aggressive and they wanted to try and move the football and and, and still put pressure on USC offensively uh, versus let's just try and pound it into the line and, and try and bleed out this clock. I was real worried about that. That didn't happen. Uh, I wouldn't say they had a whole lot of success, uh, but hey, at least they were trying to be um, you know, trying to get things going and, and, you know, uh, Sam Hartman was not his best tonight. He just really wasn't, uh, and wasn't last game either. So I think they need to get him back on track as well and, and, and make some plays. Now he certainly made a huge, important throw to Tyree, but, uh, I do think that there were a couple throws that, that he'd like to have back. And, uh, you know, and again, I think that they did try to, you know, push the ball down the field and, and not sit on the ball. And I think that that's really important. And it's something to look for moving forward because when you got a brand new offensive coordinator, you don't know how he's going to call the game. And uh, I like seeing that because I think in order to be an elite team, Yama, you're going to have to be somebody who's going to be aggressive. And uh, I like seeing that part of Parker tonight. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought, you know, specifically um, after the sudden change where they had the one – uh, pick and I can't remember if it was the uh, if it was the I think it was the Benjamin Morrison pick when when they went and then right they, away they, they did the sideline route to yes, Flores right yeah. to Flores yeah. right sudden change go on and I was like this is it this if you're not you doing do. it now just like hand yeah. in the resignation papers because you have to take this right now take this advantage advantage they're reeling they're on tilt this is the spot they're. And you know what? I thought actually that was a great job by Jared Parker there because they had set that up. They had run the screens earlier. They had got them, right? They got them with that one uh, Chris Tyree one. Even some of the other stuff that didn't work before where, uh, you know, uh, uh, they, they ran it a couple a couple other times. They still had them thinking screen, right? So that set that up there. And that was just absolutely necessary. That was needed. Um and up until that point, they hadn't had an explosive play in the game, right? So um, that part of, of it was was big. Taking the shot to Tyree was big. Yes, I, I would say, like, the lack of overall explosives against this USC defense, yeah, that is concerning. I think that is something that um, needs to change, and we'll see how much it changes with the bye week. The, the good thing is they get a chance to kind of reboot a, a little bit. Yeah. And the, like you said, Greg, those guys getting healthy, I think that's big because it's so yeah. obvious that those guys aren't healthy, right? Yeah. And 
Um, so, so that's going to be big. And then also too, you get to see if somebody else, it can emerge and be more right. Like I think obviously Tyree fills a role, but he's just been great at his role. Like he's yeah. just been awesome at, at his role. Like, I don't know where the offense would be without him. Like, and They'd be in think, trouble, certainly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't, when you think about it, Notre Dame's two best receivers right now are a converted running back and a walk-on lacrosse player. I mean, you know what I mean? Those yeah. are the guys making plays right now. Yeah. I mean, think about that. That's that's crazy to think about. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it, it it's sad that they're in this position. Thanks, Dell. Uh, but, you know, yeah. this is where it's at. And, and you can't have – again, I just think having – getting healthy – will be a, a big thing, you know, getting great house back to where he was and Jaden Thomas back to where they, he was, I think will certainly help open up the offense. But uh, you know, again, I, I, I think Sam Hartman can play better than he has the last few games. And, and I think he will. Uh, I think he just a little bit nervous about what happened in the last game. And, and, you know, if you get beat up like he did so many times, it's hard to do that, but uh, you know, O-line, I thought bounced back did a pretty solid job in this game. And, and, uh, there is not a team in college football who needs a bye week more than Notre Dame does, you know? So uh, let's get everybody healthy. Let's get back and get ready for the last charge here and we'll see what happens. So uh, excited about it. I got to get going, check on the boards. Thanks everybody. Uh, you know, let Greg and Jamie do their thing. God bless you all. And it's always the best thing in the world to beat USC. It just is no matter how it comes, but boy, when you can smack them like they did today, Oh, it's just beautiful, man. And seeing that, J.D. Price, I mean, is there anything better than all the things that J.D. Price has gone through uh, to have a big kind of coming out moment like that? that, I mean, it's just, you know, God bless him, and it's just wonderful to see that happen. So uh, anyway, I'm just happy as can be. So we'll see you guys. (laughs) See you on the boards, and uh, enjoy the show. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. All right, Matt. All right, uh, Jamie, I got to put this up. Matt Freeman. Uh, here it comes. All right. So Matt, he, he, he's like, Greg, you got to put up my, my text to you. Fine. So, all right. So yeah, we made our predictions. Matt is always, here's the thing about Matt. Like he, he is like always downplaying Notre Dame and, uh, we come out with our predictions and, and he, he's the only one who picked Notre Dame to win. (laughs) So, so I texted him. I said, why, why, why'd you do that? Right? Like I, I hadn't talked to him. We never talked to each other. And so this is what he said. Notre Dame isn't going to have five turnovers. Fact check. True. Didn't have five turnovers. Uh, Notre Dame runs for 200 plus fact check. Not true. They not true. ran for 129. I think it was or 125. Uh, USC's wide receivers have key drops. I think that was correct. They did have a number yeah. of drops. Notre Dame gets five sacks. Uh, he said two Sneed. Let me check here. I don't think Sneed had two. No, he had the one at the end, but, uh, yeah. And, and you know what? It, it, I'm going to go with the spirit of it. The spirit yeah. of the, uh, the spirit of the thing was that like, he just thought Notre Dame was going to be dominated. Uh, or, I'm sorry. USC was going to be dominated by Notre Dame up front on, on both sides. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't true at all on offense, but on defense, it absolutely was. And I think for me, you know, on that first drive, Jamie, when uh, JJB got the first pressure where he didn't get home, and it's like you got to get, you got to, you got to get him on the ground, right? Like we've been yeah. talking about. But the fact of the matter is, the pressure was there, you know, yeah. and 
And then they get the pressure again up the middle, and Caleb Williams just throws it up really out of pocket throw. Like, can't do that. And that just continued for the rest of the night, Jamie. I mean, the pressure numbers on PFF tomorrow are going to be out of insane. out of control. They're, They're going be to be out of control. 11 tackles for loss on the night. Uh six sacks. How many uh, four four turnovers, Jamie, was it? Did they force four turnovers or was it five? I mean, just a complete uh I think it ended up being uh where is it? Uh it ended up being five. Yeah. Five. Five turnovers. All of them by Xavier Watts, except for the interception. <laughs> Listen, we got to talk about this, okay? Two picks, seven tackles, uh, a forced fumble, a recovered fumble for a touchdown. Who has had? Who has ever had a better game than this? I mean, like we're talking like Mo Crumb, but even that was just like a bunch of returned fumbles. I mean, this is like this is an all timer from Xavier Watts. I mean, just on the wi- on the wings of Eagles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, uh, honestly, it was like the what made it an all timer was the situation. Like backs against the wall. Notre Dame like needed this game. Like needed this game. Marcus Freeman yes. needed this game. You know, I don't know if Al Golden needed this game. He's done a pretty good job this year, but still, like, that it definitely throw this on Al Golden's resume. And if you're, if I'm a, a you know, an NFL team looking for a defense coordinator, I mean, hey, how about this guy who did, did this against Caleb Williams that no one has done? Like, basically, like, uh, Lincoln Riley. So I, I posted this up to you. It was 4.1 yards per play for USC. The lowest he's had at USC or Oklahoma. So he's been in Oklahoma since 2017. Let me remind you, the guys had three Heisman winners. They have lit it up, lit it up. The the, the guy's the best offensive mind, uh, you know, the best offensive play caller of the past decade. No doubt. No doubt. And Al Golden and the, and the Northern Indians put him in chains, right? And that, the situation having to go against Caleb Williams and the USC offense and you know, that all that skill talent, and then Xavier Watts doing what he did then that situation. And I mean, in every sense, like big hit on the sideline on on Williams too, like absolutely. I mean, just balling out there. And I think you could say like, yeah, the, um, the Mo Crum UCLA game was like a one man show. It's, I mean, definitely a memorable game. I, I would say um, that one Miami game, it, it totally gets lost in, in, you know, the annals of time because of uh, it was the 2016 season and it was just a horrid season. But Jerron Jones just absolutely like, I think he had six and a half tackles for a loss was just unblockable that game. He's never had a game like that ever in his life. And obviously yeah. he doesn't play defensive line anymore. So he never will. You know, so that was just an unbelievable game. And X Watts trumped all of them because he had that level of a game, but in a way bigger moment. Way bigger moment moment. against a Heisman winner. Yeah. I mean, this is not like, you know, this is not winless Notre Dame going to going to UCLA. You know, like that's not what this is. Like this is not. 
it's not even Ben Morrison against Clemson last year. Like, it's not even that, right? Like, this is undefeated this USC is Heisman winner. It's just, I mean, you hold Caleb Williams, uh, 23 of 37, 199 yards. I mean, the yards per attempt, Jamie. Th this is a player, like, they have multiple players who average over 20 yards a catch on yeah. the season. And they had a long of 21 yards on a catch today by the tight end. It's just Mario Williams had a 20-yard had catch. Here, here, Here's a perfect, perfect example of what Notre Dame did to their wide receivers. Mario Williams had a 20-yard catch, ended up with 28, 28 yards on five receptions. That is what they did. I mean, that, it's just an incredible performance. And, if you, and it, I was at USC last year and just watching how that unfolded from the press box. And it was just like, it stopping them feels impossible. It truly feels impossible the way that that USC plays offense, and and the, what they did tonight, it's just I can't I can't say enough about the plan and the execution by all involved. Like we've seen Notre Dame defensively, you know what they did against Ohio State, right? A couple years now where we talked after that game, it's just like their their level of execution. They had a couple blow ups at the end. But on the on the main, now we've had two games of this where we've seen them play this way. It's just I don't I don't remember a Notre Dame defense playing this well in high leverage situations like this, like twice, like in a year. You know, like yeah. 2020 Notre Dame against uh North Carolina, you know, like that was a really good performance. I mean, and you know, that, that was a really good North Carolina offense, but this is twice now, like against yeah. Ohio State and now against um, USC there. Uh, I mean, Al Golden, what can you say, Jamie? I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable job. It's just, it's an unbelievable job. I mean, uh, the entire staff, yeah, on, on defense, I, I think you really got to tip your hat to because, um, Al Washington, Al Washington, uh, you know, I, I read a lot of dumb, and I'm going to call them dumb, dumb people who think Al Washington should be fired. You're dumb. I'm calling you dumb because you don't know defensive line play because Notre Dame's defensive line has played well all year. The sacks haven't, uh, uh, you know, come come as much as you'd like to see, and obviously they came tonight. Uh, but pressure has always been there, and these guys have played – fantastic against the yeah. run yeah. all year and just have improved exponentially in terms of how they defeat blocks play. Like I'm, I'm a guy that I played defensive line. I coached defensive line. Like I've seen him coach and the guy, the dude can coach the dude can coach. And also I will say they rotated way more in this game and the guys, the second team guys played well. Yeah. They played really well. So, you know, get out of here, Xander. I don't want to hear about this stupid recruiting stuff right now. Get out of this chat right now if you're talking about this. They, I mean, look at some of the – go check out Bryce Young's ranking and how he jumped up there. Okay, is that good enough for you, Xander? Like, listen, Al Washington has, has done a great job with this defensive line. I think they've recruited fine. I think the guy knows how to develop players. He's done a great job. I think linebacker wise, they've, they've obviously like JD Bertrand, just always completely 
um, not appreciated, you know, to, to incredible to be, game tonight, incredible game tonight, not appreciated as much as he should be. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that play he made, someone made a, co- a comment yeah. on Twitter, Jamie, about the play that he made to blow up that fourth. I mean, that someone was like, that is the depth, like definition, like textbook of havoc play. Yeah. Absolutely. Blows up the running back, blows up the quarterback, tackles both of them. I mean, that is, that is phenomenal. 11 tackles from him, uh, uh, shared a sack, uh, two tackles for loss, one quarterback hurry. I mean, just in a big spot. We talked, Jamie. We said the linebackers in this game are huge. They have a huge assignment. Maris with a sack, another tackle for loss, um, and four tackles from him. Uh, what we said, 11 tackles from J.D. Bertrand. Like, those guys were incredible tonight. And they played a huge role in the way this game went. We said it was going to be a front seven game. Notre Dame dominated USC up front. Just full stop. Absolutely. Full stop. And then I, I think – Obviously, too, when you're talking about the back end, because the back end has just been great all year. They really, really have, you know. Um, like we've been saying on uh, Hidden Hustle all year, like, where are the bus? They don't, they're not there. Like, it just, you, you yeah. don't see it. You don't see it. I mean, sometimes guys get beat, guys get beat. But you don't see bus from this group. It's just a, a totally disciplined uh, group. Um and they've played just extremely, uh, extremely well, um, you know, and I just couldn't be, I, I don't even know what to say to, to add on to be like, other than I think when you have this kind of performance against USC's offense, um, against a guy as good as Caleb Williams, because Caleb Williams still made some plays. For sure. There, right. Because the guy is, he, the guy's awesome. He is He's awesome. awesome. Great play. And but it just didn't even matter. He, I mean, there was nothing there for him. And that, that's the one thing about Lincoln Riley's offense that, that you're talking about. It's so incredibly hard to defend because there's always something there. Yeah. And there just wasn't, it just wasn't like even all those things where it was just the perfect mix of unpredictability where he was, well, now I'm Blitz and Harper and then, okay, well now I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, he, they're going to hit you with a screen. And it was like, it didn't matter. Like it was every, everything they did Al golden and the, the, the Notre Dame defense had an answer for, they just did for like yeah. the majority of, of the night. And really like, um, I, I think we got to mention too, uh, Marty Biaggi's special teams in this game. I mean, and- look, if it was Brian Mason, people would be freaking out. Like they look, that kickoff return touchdown is enormous. It is enormous. Like that, like at that point, it's like, look, USC is not winning this game. Like they're not. Like that, just like they got their special teams playing. It's like we're back. Offense is struggling. Returning for touchdown. They ha- not just that, but they had good returns the whole time before that. They had a bunch of good returns. Like he found something in them, and he exploited it. Great play, Jedidarian Price. It's a great point, Jamie. The only thing I would say. The line drive kicks. Yes, those weren't good, but I, I would say you don't but, want that. You hate to see that. No, that wasn't good. You don't want that. No, those were a bad idea. I mean, at the very least, he did make the tackle. You know, that's so, fair. Fair, yeah. but, but I, I would say those were um, 
if I was Marty Biaggi, I would have been sweating every single line drive kick. Yeah. That wasn't that those weren't great. Those weren't great. But you know, Spencer Schrader too, uh, you know, booted it out of the end zone, really only had the one bad kickoff really on the night, right? That was kind of like, I don't know about that one. Like that that was about it for him. Um, so he he obviously did, but the coverage team was like really good because <laughs> I mean branch had to pull out like everything out of his hat to, to, to yeah. get that one return. And it was just phenomenal. And the guy is, he's easily the best returner in the country. Right. And um, even some of the stuff too, if you, if you're just kind of taking it back to the defense too, with like, he had to run and do like crazy stuff just to get zero yards on yeah. a reverse. Right. Like, um, yeah, it was, gosh, what an impressive performance. And like, uh, by the way, 28.3% uh, havoc rate for the defense in the game. Pretty good. That'll Pretty work. Good. Yeah. We're taking it. Uh, I, I want to highlight our great viewers, Jamie. Jacob Paulus giving Jamie hockey updates. Love it. During the post game. We love, love to it, see man. that. That's good yeah. stuff. That That is that is uh, people taking care of people right there. Canucks up three to two halfway through the second period. Appreciate it. We love, love to see Jacob. it. All right, Jamie. We do need to talk about the offense a little bit. Um, so I, I want to, I want to get your, impi- uh, your opinion on this. Okay. Because I think, oh, Jacob says it's three, three. No good. All right. Um, all right. So I actually thought that, you know, Marcus Freeman last week said, Hey, the execution errors. I thought this week that it was a lot more of execution than it was bad plans. There were some things I didn't love. Right. Um, but there were some things where it's like, you know what? That's pretty good. That's a pretty good yeah. call. And and they just didn't hit on it. Um, yeah. I thought I thought like the first drive, of the second half, you know, he opened it like exactly what we wanted, Jamie. He, he going to center, you play action, and they completely turn loose yeah. hole in stays. Turn no one's looking at it. Just dump it's 30 yard game. Just and instead, easy. he he th- and instead Hartman tries to like fit one in to uh to Evans and it gets broken up. And like a jump ball, 50-50 ball. Why? Like there's Why? no need for it. Just throw it to stays and you're and he's running for days. So I I didn't like that. He missed stays later on an out route. I didn't like that. Um yeah, that's my bad. I I I was he said I turned it into a hockey chat. Oops, this one. Um it, it, I didn't mean to. I, I was just trying to do a nice thing for Jamie. Anyway, um, so it's it just I felt like they had I felt like they had good ideas in this game. I felt like Parker had good ideas. It just they didn't hit on them, Jamie, and it and the execution was poor. And look, that goes to coaching, right? We're not going to absolve anyone of anything. But I just thought from a play calling perspective, I thought this was a better game from Parker. Um, obviously, the touchdown. It's a yeah. great man beater call to get Tyree yeah. with the, all that open oh, yeah. space. Great man beater call, and they absolutely needed it. Um, was that was that your impression, that there was it was just a poor execution game from the offense? Yeah, for sure. I thought it was more of like Sam Hartman didn't play well. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously we'll rewatch it back and yeah. um, get a, get another look at it. But, like, um, I, I thought – because third down, I, I mean, we've talked about it. It's been a major problem the last yeah. two weeks. It's been, it's been a significant problem. And I just thought, 
they didn't do a good job of he didn't do a good enough job of setting his guys up to succeed on third down the last two weeks. And that's partially why they, um, you know, and execution, that's partially why they didn't um, have success. But I thought a, a ton of times this game, I was like, that's the right call. Like that, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that call. Make a better throw, make a better yeah. throw. Right. Like, um, and because it wasn't like Hartman, um, I, you know, tremendous job of the offensive line protection in this game, you know, because you, USC came in and their pass rush, like, they had one 30 block. sacks. Yeah. And I think one of the things too, was that, I mean, they hadn't played any half decent offensive line. Um, and then I'll also say too, Notre Dame's offensive line. It's just extreme Jekyll and Hyde on the road compared to home. They're mm-hmm. just way better at home. They're way better at home. Obviously, you know, you have the, a lot of the advantages with the crowd, but zero sacks given up at home this year. Right. So, and I mean, USC had a ton of sacks heading into this game and, and, you know, they got some dudes on Ohio state. So it's not just like, Oh yeah, they play Tennessee state. It's not just that. Right. So um, yeah, I, I thought there was a lot of times too on third down. So I, I don't think the numbers on third down, they were uh, they were three of 10 on third down, which ironically is an improvement from the four for 25 that they were at the, the last thing. But it should have easy. They should have been easily over fifty percent. Like they missed stuff. Like they missed stuff. It was execution. It was poor execution, right? And here's the other thing, you know, uh, short yardage been a problem. It's been a problem, especially some of the execution stuff. They punched it in. They punched it in when they had to, right? Twice, mm-hmm. right? So, and that was something I think I'm sure most Notre Dame fans were sweating at that moment, right? Because the defense had done all that work to get you in that position. Now finish it now finish it. Right. And, and they did. Right. So um, I, I mean, there were still things in this game. Yeah. Like, like you said that I didn't like, and then I was like, you know, I'll probably watch back and be a little bit more critical of, um, but there were a lot of things I did like in this game. And I do think that, um, you know, the quarterback's got to execute better. I, th- I thought, I just yeah. didn't think Sam Hartman had, I, I I mean, I don't even think he was under pressure with some of this stuff. He just didn't make, he just didn't make the throws. Yeah. This is a good comment from generic <clears throat> username. He says, Sam's looking like he's under pressure, even when he's not. And, and I think that's true. Like, I think that like, if you look at Williams and Williams is maybe like a little bit too confident, right? Too confident and comfortable um, in the pocket. But Sam is like very much, I don't want to stand back here and go through progressions and actually look at what I'm seeing. It's like, I know where the ball is supposed to go. And if it's not going there, then I'm not knowing what to do. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so it's, it's, it's very like, I, I had that feeling watching them. I was like, Oh, this is like Clemson 2022. Like they're, they're kind of afraid to throw the ball, afraid to throw the ball. You know, obviously that's a very dangerous place to be in, especially against this defense. Um, but that's what it was. I, I just think they really need to get Jaden Thomas back. I mean, that is, it's very important to them because yeah. he's been, look, however good you think he is or isn't or whoever, it doesn't really matter. He has been in big games before. He's made big catches before. Like he is their most experienced receiver. They need to get him going. I mean, 
when you see Faison starts the game, I mean, he's you know he's a good player, but it's like it's alarming, right? It, it's it's a little bit. Uh, it's like man, I, I don't. The, Notre Dame is not in a good place at wide receiver at the moment, uh, which kind of like just underscores win by any means necessary kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like just however it needs to happen, just find a way to win the game. Uh, hit Tyree on the post route, which is a great throw. Like that's a great throw, and you got to hit it, right? It's one thing you hit the little you, – you miss those little dump off routes or whatever that might be, but it's another one when you got to post – for a touchdown, gotta hit it, and they hit it. And yeah. and Tyree, great play by him as well to run across the field there, Jamie. Um, I mean, we said, you know, if if it's a bad offensive performance, we're gonna be concerned. I think you got to be a little bit concerned, right? I mean, it's just oh, yeah, just going forward, right? Like you can, you're not gonna get this many. Um, oh, you're not going to get this many turnovers over and over. And and the defense is going to have lapses. Like you're not going to get like this was an A plus game from the defense. It's just impossible to expect an A plus game every game. It's just too yeah. hard, right? And like, I mean, plus you don't know if like guys are. I mean, hopefully now they got into the bye, um, and that's you know going to help. That's going to uh, help out quite a bit, right? Need but it. They absolutely need it. Um, but I, I just think offensively, yeah, like, so things that I, okay, the things that I liked in this game, I thought third down, third down, like, the plays, the calls were way better on third mm-hmm. down this week. The execution wasn't wasn't great by the quarterback specifically, but I thought the calls were way better. They were set up to convert a lot yeah. of times, way more than they, way more than they have been. Um, I thought, you know, like he set up some of those plays better. Right. Um, I thought, you know, how they kind of switched some stuff with some of that, uh, um, just the formation stuff, what they did on, uh, did you notice how the tight ends, when they went to that, that tight bunch, how stays was basically like over top of the tackle like yes. it was that time yes. yes so just those are just simple things but it's just like that kind of stuff that's good like that shows you they knew what was wrong and they they fixed it right mm-hmm. so that's i like that kind of stuff i mean do i like some of the i mean i do i still think they gotta they need more diversity in the run game they absolutely mm-hmm. They need they they need more there. Um, they need to find w- better ways to to use play action. And Hartman's just got to be better in play action. Like that, just you got to take those gimmies, right? Um, but I think if you're gonna compare, if you're gonna compare it to Louisville, you wouldn't even. It's not even comparable. This was ten times better. I mean, is it good enough to actually? If this game was a shootout, yeah, Notre Dame was gonna lose the game. Like that is hundred percent, but that wasn't what happened because the defense dominated. So they, I mean, I mean, I I don't think I've ever seen a game where the offense did less, where they dropped almost 50 on another team. Yeah. Like, and they should have dropped 50, you know, don't take a knee, Marcus. Don't take a knee. No, Uh, no, that's (laughs) (laughs) what, what, 
eh, you got to go for it. No, it's fine. It's fine. He he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that. But look, you, you it does it does need to get better. Um, and look, I, I don't know how much I don't know how much the buy will help. Like I I I hope it does. Right? Like you hope that they get they can get the wide receivers. Uh, the, the health is is a big deal, and and you get some more self scouting stuff going on. And maybe they just really needed a break, you know. Like, you look at Jared Parker; he was. <laughs> I saw he what was on Tuesday. He spoke to the media, Jamie. He he looked like he hadn't slept in since they got back. Um, yes, he looked terrible, you know. And so it just you hope he got some sleep. Uh, he didn't look good on on. Um, Gets to breathe a little know, easier tonight. Breathe a little easier tonight. Like actually get some sleep. You know, yeah. Um, and so that that's that's something that yeah, that you're looking for there. Uh, we got uh, who's whose dad is? Oh, I, I, never mind. I'm, I'm not. Uh, Greg is a giant fan of uh, Mario Cristobal. Uh, I am not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Um, uh, Coach Humph is asking: uh, Is it me, or does every run play seem to take forever to set up? Quick hitters. I mean, they did some. They did some interesting things in the run game, right? I, I I didn't think everything was as we've seen it, right? Like they did like a fake counter pitch, which I thought was kind of fun. They did the reserve to phase on, re- reverse to phase on. Um, I just think I, Jamie. I just think the run game is not clicking right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. I yeah, and uh, I will say even just getting a little bit at the end where they're having some success with. Um, at the end is um, that's important. Yeah, like that 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 is important. So, um, yeah, I I just they don't got a good feel for it right now. Mm. They just don't. Um, they don't. And I actually think that like the old line did a pretty like a I mean significantly better job in this game blocking mm. than than they did. Uh, so, certainly in pass blocking. Yeah. And I will say though that uh I mean, and this isn't even just like a, a Zeke Corral like criticism, but like especially early on in the game, like Bear Alexander, whew, he get he gave him a tough time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it it, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um uh and Patrick Carter asked if you oops, this move. Um, if somebody had told you the final score 24 hours ago, how many rushing yards would you have guessed for Notre Dame? Oh, I probably would have guessed like 270 or something. Like I would have guessed like 350. Yeah. So I, I just uh, that no way I would if I would have thought like 48 to 20, I would have thought they set records. You know, <laughs> like, but it, it just goes to show like there's always there's so many ways to win. Jamie, and there's so many ways to lose. And and we saw how you can lose against Ohio State, and we saw kind of the inverse of that. Like, this is how you can win. You can play poorly on offense. You can not look good, and you can put up 48 points. Um, and you can have a good uh, – you can have a good program win. Um, and if you want to set up your program or your, your business or your highlight reel, and you want to set that up to win, then what you need to do is you need to go – to vsrmediacompany.com, which is founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy Award-winning anchor, Vahid Saad Razadeh. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic 
video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business, VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com. Mention Iris Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. Jamie, what did you make of USC tonight? Um. It's funny because uh, Paolo Ugetti, who's a uh, writer for ESPN, he's a college football writer for ESPN, and he yeah. does a lot of stuff like out of, out of LA and um, covers uh, the Pac-12 and USC quite a bit. Um, I think he might be a USC grad too. And he he said basically like Notre Dame kind of exposed all of USC's weaknesses today. Um so that's what I kind of, th- I kind of think that's what, it, what it was really like was I, it's obvious that USC's O-line isn't as good as it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that is a problem. Like any team with like a real D-line and, and Notre Dame's got a real D-line, they're going to have, a, they're going to have a tough time with. Um I also don't think that I think that they have good receivers, very good receivers, like a bunch of guys that you would trade to have on Notre Dame in a heartbeat. Right. But like I said, they don't have a dominant guy. They don't have a guy that you could say, like, third down, we got to get the ball to this guy. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't have that guy. So they don't have that guy. I think you saw like Lloyd is is good, but he had nothing. He had no holes to run through today. And I think Williams is special if if you give him time to create and get out of the pocket and then just find and like break away stuff. That's how he can have like that touchdown that he had, right? But like, if you don't have that, that is you know where is the specialness of their offense, right? That that's a huge part of it, right? Um, so. I just think that they like offensively they have, they're not quite as good as they were last year all around. Mm -hmm. So the supporting cast for Williams isn't as good. And frankly, he just hasn't been as good. He hasn't been as good. Like he's still amazing, but last year he was just on a completely, completely other level. Like he was just, was one of the best quarterback performances I've ever seen. Um, and he really did that for the entire season, really. And that's just a really hard thing to do that. And he's kind of had to do that a little bit this year. And you have to, he has had to carry the team even more. So I think because of that, USC, they have problems. And then, and then on defensively, other than Caleb Bullock, who's, who's a dude in the secondary? They don't yeah. have any other dudes, right? They don't have anybody else. Um, they have guys who, frankly, are probably like liability, and they've got injuries there too. Yeah. So they they have a lot of liabilities there. Um, they don't have any. There's they don't have a great linebacker. You know, they don't have a great linebacker, and the defensive line is they their guys are pretty good, but they're not like great. Like they're not. 
you know, Barry Alexander is a good player, but he's not a total game wrecker. Like he, he, he didn't take over this game the way that like, he, he didn't look anything close to Dwayne Carter from, from Duke. Yeah. Right. He didn't have a game like that Ashton Gillette kid from uh, Louisville. Like it wasn't even close to that. Right. So when you think of it in that, in that way, like where is this team for USC without like Zachariah branch, like creating it, it, what if he didn't even get that punt return in this game? They're even, they're even um, in, yeah. in bigger trouble. Right. So um, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't think the USC's that good. And I think they're probably going to lose at least one more time this regular season, probably two. Um, Cause all they got a bunch of hard games left. Um, and it's crazy because you, Caleb Williams is probably the best quarterback. Um, I mean, I'd put him maybe not as good as Joe Burrow was in that um, that one LSU year, twenty nineteen. Yeah, but he's kind of right behind it. That's he's him. Up there. Like he's up there because um, I would probably say if you you could certainly make an argument that you'd take him over Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence was fantastic. So you got that, and. They're not, I don't think they're going to win a Pac 12 title with him. And then what are they going to be after? Like, I mean, they have, yes, they have talent and they're recruiting talent. Yes. But like, even that, it's, I think they're kind of a little bit in the same boat as Notre Dame, too, where people are like, why isn't this guy playing more? Why isn't that guy? And it's like, well, because it's not always not that easy. Like, if Deuce Robinson was ready to be a star, they would have chucked it to Deuce Robinson a bunch of times. And he's not, right? And, they have a bunch of guys on defense that are all tran- the, the ton of transfers there, but these guys weren't like elite players at yeah. their other schools. So it wasn't like they got these guys who were just ready made to come in and step up. And then I also think like they got, there's a big chance that things can go really bad for them because there's a bunch of guys who started for them last year who were transfers that are now backups. And I mean, you obviously you go in the portal thinking that you're going to play a ton and it's like guys are going to be disgruntled. So like that's where I think um, even when you see with like Colorado and stuff too. Yeah, it sounds all good. Like I keep receipts and all this and it sounds good. But if things don't go perfectly and things don't go bad, like it don't go well, it can fall apart pretty quickly. Right. So um, they certainly got better because of the transfer portal, but it just wasn't going to be a totally uh, perfect quick fix. Right. And even I think Florida state is like, I mean, they're paper good. Like they're, they're, uh, if they were playing in the non ACC and they still might lose to somebody in the ACC, like I like congrats on beating the crap out of Syracuse, but they've looked bad on the road. Right. And good teams just kick the crap out of teams on the road. That's just what it is. Right. And they're not there. So, I, I, I don't know. I just kind of think that USC is if, – if Caleb Williams isn't just phenomenal, then how good are they? They're, they're just not good. They're probably 8-4 if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, Irish uh, SPE, thanks for the super chat. I was wondering, Jamie, just thinking about this, like when has USC – ever just got complete like under Lincoln like the last two years they just got completely whipped on like 
right away. Never. It's never happened. The only time it ever happened was the end of the uh, the Utah uh, the Utah game, game. And, and Caleb Williams is hurt. Right, he, he got hurt. Hamstring. Yeah, he got hurt. So we had the he had the hamstring going on, and that just never happens. And I don't just obviously I live in I live in LA, so I, I watch a good bit of USC. Notre Dame was able to send numbers and also lock up their guys. Which never happens. Yeah, it's like if you send numbers, then you you better like you're taking it. Like usually, it's like you're giving up a bunch of chunk stuff because they're they're finding openings and they're getting over on you that way. If you don't get get home right away, and this didn't happen. Like this is the first time USC's ever been like, hey, like they are whipping us up front. They're sending more than four, and we can't get open. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And like, that is the limitation. Like you have to, you, th that is how you have to do it. Right. Like, like little things like this game probably doesn't come up at all in like the stat sheet, but like Thomas Harper against those slots when he's not even like, no one's even talking about him. It's like, that is, that is a great performance. Right. And like, I understand that people will say like, Oh, you know, uh, th this is the blueprint. It's like, well, this is really hard. And that's why, like, I'm so impressed with Al Golden did because, like, no one does this to to USC. No one does, you know? Yeah. And so the fact that they were able to do it, um, um, what is this? Ask Jamie and Greg. I don't think they think Lincoln will have – oh. They're talking about Lincoln Riley. They'll so, always have a good quarterback. He's never they'll always had a good quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, like, they'll, they, they'll they, always be good. But I'm just talking about the state of where their roster's at, where they absolutely need Lincoln or not, not Lincoln Riley, but Caleb Williams to just be phenomenal at this point of where they're at. And then because of kind of how they've approached it, um, which I mean, isn't wrong because uh, yeah, you have Caleb Williams, you want to win with him. So you're trying to get guys who complain now. I get it. Right. But so when he leaves, there's still a bunch of guys right now who are on the, the team now who are going to leave. Right. Yeah. When he, when he's gone after this year. So where are they at? Because I mean, Zachariah Branch is obviously going to be a phenomenal guy. That's going to be a guy yeah. Notre Dame's going to have to worry about for two more years, right? And then obviously he's going to the NFL. Like he's he's going to be special. Like Deuce Robinson probably is going to be someone, but I mean he wasn't in this game, right? Like he just was. So they have guys, but also too, like Mario Williams was supposed to be a guy, and he's not a guy for them. Dorian Singer was supposed to be a guy, and he's not. So, and then who are the? I mean, I don't. I don't know USC in terms of like, we don't go to USC's practices. I don't see like what I've seen Bubakar Treor in practice. I've mm. seen him and I was like, yeah, Bubakar is going to be a dude for Notre Dame. So that's why it wasn't shocking that he like came into this game and got a sack because I was like, that fits. This guy is going to be, he's going to be a special pass rusher. Yeah. Like I, I, I think he has a chance to be better his best has a chance to be better than Isaiah Foskey, right? Like that's how much talent he has. 
Um, I mean, you saw how he turned the corner. Like the guys, they put him in the game one time. He turned the yeah. corner and forced yeah. the fumble. Like, I... yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, so it's not to say that they don't have guys that are freshmen that are like, oh, this guy just needs time and he's going to be that good, right? Like, they easily could have that. Um, but I'm just saying, like, right now it doesn't look like they're like totally set up to be like a the juggernaut that people would have expected in um, Lincoln Riley year three because they are so reliant on Caleb Williams to be great. And Malachi Nelson might be just phenomenal. He might be so good, but there's like a 2% chance he's as good as Caleb Williams. So that means everybody else has to be better. The old line has to be better. The receivers got to be better. Everybody else has to be that much better. And it's just really hard because you know that the defense is never going to be great. They're just going to be, maybe they can get it to good, but like they're never going to be great. So I, in that way too, I think a lot of people were like, oh my gosh. Cause it's like, you, you think people, Notre Dame fans think of Pete Carroll and they think of all that time where they just whooped on Notre Dame for so many years. Yeah. Like I saw a lot of people, I remember in the Thursday show, people were like, I got a feeling it's going to be a Pete Carroll uh, era whooping. Right. And like, to be honest, it, like, I don't think I would have been totally shocked if that would have happened, you know, um, but it's pretty obvious to me that when you see where they're at, that like, they aren't where Pete Carroll's team was in like year two. Cause Pete Carroll's team in year two was like, Oh, they're on the come up and they're going to be scary. Um, and I, they, they recruit well, but they're just, I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're Georgia. I don't like, yeah. I don't think they're going to be Georgia. I don't think they're going to be peak Bama or anything like that. So I think Notre Dame is going to be very competitive with them for years. It's just the way <coughs> I see it. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 uh, listen, I'll give USC fans credit because they were very attuned to this team. I mean, I was talking to people this week, like, no, you don't get it. Like they're not that good. I'm picking Notre Dame to win. Like they're not, they, it, it is all Caleb Williams. I, I, I heard that so many times. I mean, it was like that people were very like, they were concerned. They, they saw, and, and I, you know, and I thought we said like, maybe Notre, we're, we're too close to Notre Dame's flaws and we don't know enough about other teams flaws. And that's obviously very possible. And obviously it was possible this time because they, they, they knew like, Hey, th this is a big problem. Um, this is a big problem. And, and, you know, obviously their warts were, were shown tonight. Um, what do you, I mean, what does this do for Notre Dame as we kind of wrap up here, Jamie? What what does this do for Notre Dame going forward? I mean, this is how big is this game? Oh, I think it's it's it was massive. They had to get this before the bye because yeah. I think if you're looking at it, if they had lost this game, let's just say they lost the game the way that you know it just flipped it the other side and USC won 48-20. I mean all you're going to hear the rest of the season, it really didn't matter how, what Notre Dame would do the rest of the season. All you'd hear about is how, you know, Marcus Freeman doesn't have it or, um, you know, I mean, forget about Jared Parker 
in what yeah. they would say. Like it would just be just relentless, right? Um, and it's still obviously that's not going to go away. That's still going to be a topic for people, but they just absolutely needed this win in the worst way. And that's just a bad environment to have around for um, the players on the current team for the recruiting, especially if like, cause then we're like, well, is he going to be here? Is this going to like, there's all this kind of stuff. And now like just the vibes, it's whatever the vibes, they were good. And then they were bad. And like, you know, I was talking to my buddy before this game, who was on campus and he was like, the it's dour like people were not excited like people were expecting the worst for this game yeah. and now it changes it changes because at the very least people can be like man you just got to appreciate this defense you have to appreciate this defense you have to appreciate what you know a guy like jd price stepping up in a big moment you have to appreciate all these guys on defense who came out and have played extremely well this year. And you also have to look at it as like Notre Dame's got a good recruiting class. And it's like, well, now instead of like worrying about maybe losing guys, now you go back to, well, maybe they can add to it and yeah. let's get 2025 still rolling and all this kind of stuff. And so that's why it just matters so much. Um, and obviously Things are weird, like Pitt beat Louisville today, which I don't know. I mean, I didn't see any of that game. I don't know what happened in that game. I know I'm pretty sure Dracovic didn't play. Like it was the the other kid. It but was now the other guy. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Canadian, by the way. Just so, just in case anyone's wondering, <laughs> just uh, just another baller from up north. But uh, anyways, uh, but that guy. All of a sudden, you're going from. Man, how many picks is Dracovic going to throw against Notre Dame? To be maybe this guy's good. I don't know, right? Like, yeah. So it that changes. So now it's like, and Pitt, you know, they always find weird ways to play tight with Notre Dame, and obviously Clemson on the road, and Notre Dame still got a ton of questions on the road. But it's now it's not out of the realm of possibility for Notre Dame to finish this season ten and two. It's not out of the rest realm of bit a possibility. And if they had lost this game. 100% you're thinking like eight and four, seven and five. It just totally, it just completely flips, right? It can, it completely flips. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I think everybody needs a break uh, from with the, with the bye week. I think that's going to help a lot, but now there's like something to be excited about the rest of the season. And, you know, they weren't, they, they're not going to make the playoff, but really, it's kind of more about building towards the future anyways and kind of where yeah. they're at. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be excited about there. Jamie, my sister is here. Uh, she's in the chat. So funny. Fun, so let's do full disclosure hour. Okay. My sister works at USC. She was on the sideline for USC. Um, she is, uh, she's a nurse. Right. And uh, we are very proud of her. It is very strange for me <laughs> because she is she listen, she's very proud of of and as she should be right? very accomplished, like more accomplished than me. OK, like that. And I'm happy to say that I have no problem. Very accomplished person. She's a supervisor over there. She was on the sideline. Um, 
And so she is uh, she is here. My oldest sister is trying to figure out uh, how to get in the chat. But it's like uh, she's she's a good she's a good kid. She's a good girl. Love you, Carrie. Uh, she's the best. Um, and I said on the I said on the family thread in in the text messages. Hey, we're not gloating. Okay, we love our sister. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, you're the best. Get home safe, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, when you get back. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can um, you can come over tomorrow. We have um, we have a uh, we have a birthday party for my oldest. So uh, thank you, Carrie. Love you. Uh, be safe. All right. Um, uh, she's on the wrong sideline. Yeah, you know. Look, listen. You you get a good job. You got to go with it, right? You have to the best of us. It's, it's a nice. It's a nice institution. What are you gonna say? Um, so that's where it is. Uh, Jamie, I, I just think this is. Uh, it's massive. You listen. You there's always you can always just lose. You know, you could always just lose the game, and and you do need to win big games, right? You do like that is a skill for a coach winning big games. And, and I'll, I'll say this, Jamie, you know, the way that Notre Dame played against Ohio state last year, um, they played them close, closer than they, they really had the right to play them. Frankly, uh, you, they beat Clemson in a huge game at home, at home. You beat, uh, you, you go to USC, you have a tough game there, right? That it's, it was a bad game. Uh, the, they're on the fingertips of beating Ohio State this year, and you beat USC at home, right? Undefeated USC, uh, Heisman winner Caleb Williams. Like it, it takes something to win those games, right? We're talking about Marcus Freeman. He doesn't know when to kick field goals. He doesn't know when to punt. He does ten on the field and all this stuff. His team put together performance and whooped on USC. It's huge. It's huge for that locker room. It's huge for the university. It's huge for every recruit watching this game, right? Because I think the thing with Marcus Freeman, his great skill is people want to root for him. People want to. People like him. And he just has a way of, of getting to people like that. And so this is a reason to root for him. Every recruit that's on the campus right now, they want to. Deuce Knight's tweeting things about stay tuned and players are, you know, look out for recruits and that sort of thing, right? CJ Carr on in fold. Deuce Knight in fold. I mean, these guys who are completely bought into the program, it's so important. Um, Patrick Carter says, how can one be more successful than the Kyle Hamilton of Sunday morning post-game recap show podcasters, a.k.a. Greg Pamong? That reminds me, tomorrow there's going to be a, a morning after recap show, as always, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific time. Uh, Jamie, I think we'll end it there. You've got to get writing on your instant analysis. So you're going to want to check that out at irisportsdaily.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you like what you heard, hit the like button, hit subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know that we're going live. I'll be live tomorrow morning at 9.30, 6.30 Pacific. Uh, links to the podcast are in the description below. Notre Dame beats USC 48-20. to 20. Uh, Huge win for Marcus Freeman. Huge friend. Huge friend. 
huge win for the program and uh it, you know gonna rise in the rankings and, and and everything feels good going into the bye week so have a good night everyone thank you for tuning in we'll see you tomorrow morning keep hitting and hustling